we thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. We thank you for the songs that have been sung. And we thank you for the opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we look into your word, we ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our hearts, that we may grow thereby, and that you will be edified in all things. We thank you and honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We are into our fourth episode, and this is our final episode of our series entitled On the Run. And today we are going to talk about not only a situation that a person goes through, but we're actually going to look at it at a different gender today because the other three people we talked about were men, and today we're going to be talking about a young lady. And so in this episode, we will journey with a character who found herself on the run, seeking solace in the midst of adversity. Amidst the wilderness, she encounters divine intervention and witnesses extraordinary moments of God's grace and provision. Join us as we explore these miraculous moments that demonstrate God's unwavering presence and his ability to bring hope even in the most challenging of circumstances. Our goal is that this will inspire us to trust in God's guiding hand and remind us that in the wilderness of life there are divine moments waiting to unfold. When we started this series in episode number one, which was entitled Redemption's Resurgence, we talked about Peter and how when he had fell off that God restored him in to the fold. In episode number two, when we talked about wilderness whispers, we talked about how in the midst of a great victory for Elijah, he fell into this depression and had to go out into the wilderness in order for God to speak to him in a whisper to encourage him to continue on. In episode number three, in Caves of Courage, we see how David, who was crowned as the king of Israel, went from being persecuted by the king and having to run away and hide away until God saw time for him to take his rightful place. And so here we are, episode number four. And the title, subtitle today is Wilderness Miracles. Wilderness Miracles. And before we go on, let's run into our definitions. Our first definition is run. And run means to move in a hurry. Our second definition is wilderness. Uh, wilderness is a desert, a tract of land or region that's uncultivated and uninhabited by human beings, whether a forest or a wide, barren plain. The next word is miracles. Miracles is an event or effect contrary to the established constitution and course of things or a deviation from the known laws of nature, a, a supernatural event. 
And our underlying word, our definition is abandonment. A total desertion. A state of being forsaken. Our Bible verses again, our verse that has covered this entire series is Psalms 139 verses 7 through 12. And it says from the English Standard Version, where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. Our specific passages for our episode today are coming from Genesis, the 16th chapter, starting at verse 6 through 14. And it says, but Abram said to Sarai, Behold, your servant is in your power. Do to her as you please. Then Sarai dealt harshly with her, and she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from, and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from my mistress, Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her. The angel of the Lord also said to her, I will surely multiply your offspring so that they cannot be numbered for multitude. The angel of the Lord said to her, behold, you are pregnant and shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael because the Lord has listened to your affliction. He shall be a wild donkey of a man, his hand against everyone, and everyone's hand against him. And he shall dwell over against all his kinsmen. So she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are a God of seeing. For she said, truly, here have I seen him who looks after me. Therefore, the well was called Bear Lahai Roy. It lies between Kadesh and Bered. Now let's jump over to Genesis, the 21st chapter, verse starting at verse number 9. No, starting at verse 9 and going through 20. Verse number 9 says, But Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian woman whom she had borne to Abraham, laughing. So she said to Abraham, Cast out this slave woman with her son, for the son of this slave woman shall not be heir with my son Isaac. And the thing was very displeasing to Abraham on account of his son. But God said to Abraham, be not displeased because of the boy and because of your slave woman. Whatever Sarah says to you, do as she tells you, for through Isaac shall your offspring be named. And I will make a nation of the son of the slave woman also because she is, because he is your offspring. 
So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder along with the child and sent her away. Excuse me. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water and the skin was gone, she put the child under one of the bushes. Then she went and sat down opposite him a good way off about the distance of a bow shot. For she said, let me not look on the death of the child. And she sat opposite him. She lifted up her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the boy. And the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, what troubles you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the boy where he is. Up, lift up the boy and hold him fast with your hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water and she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. And God was with the boy and he grew up and he lived in the wilderness and became an expert with the bow. May the Lord have a blessing upon the reading of his word. Father, I ask that you will touch us as we hear your word. In Jesus name. As we journey through this story, this story has more complexities than a mystery novel. It has more uh, different directions than a drama. But the significant thing of this story is that it was still a situation where a person thought that they were totally abandoned and yet God caused a miracle to happen. As we see here that Sarah, who was uh, a woman who lived in a, had a lifestyle of living with Abraham, who was designated to be the father of many nations. And both of them were old. And Sarah, Sarah could not have any children. It says that she was barren. And so because she heard what the Lord had declared, she heard that the Lord said that they were going to have a son and that Abraham was going to be the father of many nations, she decided to uh, give Abraham her servant. Now, if you will allow me to just really quickly run back and say where this servant showed up from, when Abraham and Sarah went to Egypt, to hang out when the famine came, if you remember the story, the Pharaoh saw how nice looking Sarah was and said, I want you to be my wife. And, and so when he got Sarah to, and got her in position to be her, her, his wife, the spirit of the Lord spoke to him and said, if you touch this woman, I'm going to kill you and everybody around. And then he went to Abraham and said, what's going on? And Abraham said, well, I told you she was my sister, but she, she's actually my wife. Well, what the Pharaoh had gave, given her a dowry, and the dowry went on with Sarah once he returned her back to her husband. Somebody else said that actually Hagar was actually a princess, Pharaoh's daughter, that he assigned to uh, Sarah to serve her because he saw the blessing of God upon Abraham and his wife. And so we see this situation where she says, if I can't have children, or tradition was that you would have a surrogate 
uh, mother. Y'all know what surrogacy is, right? Y'all, 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 y'all. We, we have it going on all the time. So this is just like that, a surrogate type of situation, but there was no transference of money. But what happened was, Hagar said, well, I'm having this baby, and we, we see this happen sometime, and folks say, well, if I'm having this baby, then this baby is mine. But the intention was that she would have the baby and the baby would then be Sarah's and Abraham. Well, we know how some people do. They, they get excited and, and it, when they know that something is coming their way, they kind of carry themselves differently. One of the problems that we see in this situation is Hagar no longer felt like she was a servant. She now felt like she was equal to Sarah. Now, I don't think Sarah was happy about this young lady thinking that she was equal to her. So what do we do when we don't like something? We get rid of it. But the problem is, this is another human being, and because it's another human being, we got to be careful in how we treat them. So Sarai, who made the, made the recommendation to Abraham, now gets mad at Abraham for the recommendation that she made, and so she says, you need to take care of this. But because... Sarah was putting so much pressure on Hagar. She was treating her with contempt. She was beating her down. She was do treating her worse than when before she got pregnant. Hagar decided to run. Hagar felt that the best thing for me to do is to get out and just let this go. I don't know if you've ever felt in a pressure situation. I, it could be that your, your boss is always messing with you, always looking at this, uh, putting down your work and your efforts and just always putting pressure on you. And you can't seem to do nothing right. And it's not only your work environment, it could be your home environment. Your parents never seem to want to support you because you always seem to not be bringing home the best of grades. You're not seeming to do things. Maybe it's not even your parents. Maybe it's your brothers or sisters. You just seem to be the person that always gets in trouble. You're always causing trouble. And you feel as if no one is on your side and you feel abandoned, left out there, kicked out there, feeling as if no one is on your side, feeling as if you are all alone. But I want to let you know as we watch Hagar walking through this situation where she feels that she's done everything that's been asked of her, and next thing she sees is the fact that she gets treated worse. 
I don't know if you've ever had to walk that tightrope, but it's, it's awful when you're giving your best and you seem to be causing more complications when you're doing your best, you're doing what's asked of you, and folks still acting up with you. It feels like they're isolating you, and whatever you do seems to get magnified to the 10th degree because it's just you. Don't nobody like you. And you want to run away, you want to hide away, you want to be away, but you come to the situation like Sarah. Sarah takes off running, and as she's running, the voice of the Lord comes to her and says, what are you doing, Sarah? She said, I can't, I can't stand that woman. I can't take that woman. I, I am not going to deal with that woman. And you know what? That angel told her, go on back to where you came from. Because if you can endure it, you're going to be blessed. Now, it's, it's good for us to read that, right? We can all, we can all cheer for Sarah, uh, Hagar when, she, when she's got to go through it. But when God calls us to go through it, we be like, God, you know, we got a problem with this. You see what I was going through. Why would you call me back into that that I am feeling abandoned in? Sometimes God has to put us back in the situation because there's still some processes that he's working in us. And although we feel abandoned, although we feel that we're in a wilderness situation, there's a miracle that he's going to bring out of the other side. Do you know that Hagar, this abandoned woman, this woman that has been kicked to the curb by those that she served faithfully, is the only person in the Bible who got an opportunity to name God's character. She says that he is El Roy, which means he is the one who sees all things. He sees Hagar in her situation. He sees you in your situation. And he comes in and says, just endure a little bit longer. It's going to work out for you. And you sit there and you say, okay, I'm going to go back. And she goes back. She has this baby. She goes through the situation. Then Sarah has her baby. And now she, Sarah gets more attitude and says, I don't want that boy to be around. I don't want her to be around because they're going to take away from mine. You see, the, the mindsets of people, even when God is doing things in your life, they still are causing you complications. You thought that when you went back and, 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 the, and, the, and the birthing of what God said is in you comes out, that everything is going to change, but that's still you're in the process. You're feeling as if God set you up for failure. God is not understanding what he's doing. God, what is your problem with me? Why are you having me to go through this type of situation? Why is this causing me such travesty, such problems? Oh, God, why are you doing this to me? 
And as we're going through that, we're re we, when we reflect back on it, we see how God was polishing us. How God was performing a miracle in the midst of our abandonment. That he was shaping us, he was molding us, he was preparing us for the situations that were coming down the road. I know everything's been going lovely for you and everything's been going perfectly and you haven't had, this doesn't relate to you in any way whatsoever. But sometimes I have felt as if I have been out there by myself. And I felt like there was nothing around me that was going to give me the encouragement that I thought that I needed. And just when I got to the point whereby I was ready to call it a day. God speaks, has spoken, continues to speak to me and tell me that continue to fight the good fight of faith. Why? Because if we fight the good fight of faith, we have victory in our situation. Because faith is confidence in knowing that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. Do, you, do I trust God enough that he is going to bring to pass what he said he's going to bring Amen. to pass? And so as we ride along and with Hagar going through this situation, we see that she gets to this point whereby... Even who she thought would support her says that she has to move on. And he provides her with some bread. He provides her with some water. And then he says, go and get. And as her and Ishmael are walking through the desert, they drunk up all the water. They ate up all the bread. And again, the abandonment feeling comes. But in the midst of this situation, in the midst of this, the miracle happens. If you remember, Hagar called God El Roi, which means the God who sees. And when you look at when she is telling the Lord that she is going to die, he says, listen, I heard your son and I want you to go pick up your son because everything is going to be all right. Because she has separated herself from her son because she did not want to see her son die. And as she picks up her son, guess what happens? She begins to see what she did not see before. Amen. When she thought that everything was gone, when she thought that there was nothing left, but all she was going to do was just die and be destroyed, she saw a source of refreshment. She saw a source that provided the nourishment that they needed so that they could continue on with this journey. 
So as we go through our situations, as we're fighting through our situations, as we're looking for God in our situations, know that he's already got our plan all worked out. In the middle of what we perceive as a wilderness, God can work a miracle. God can do things that go beyond the natural order of things in order to position us so that we can have victory. Remember, God works things for our good and for his glory. And because of this, we can have the confidence that in the midst of what we're going through, the midst of what's pulling on us or pushing on us or trying to separate us, that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. We could feel abandoned, but we don't have to be abandoned. It can look like we're abandoned, but that does not mean we're abandoned because God is with us no matter where we are. If we go to the highest mountain, he's there. If we go to the lowest valley, he is there. If we try to hide in the deepest darkness, guess what? Even in the darkness, God is there. So I've come to encourage you that if in the midst of whatever you are considering your wilderness, that there's a miracle in the middle of that wilderness. There's a miracle just for you that has been configured just for you to give you the victory that you need in your situation. God's desire is for you to be above and not beneath. His desire for you is to be the head and not the behind. His, his, his desire for you is to move you into a position where others will see his glory in you. Yes. Because he has designated you to be his ambassador, his representative on the earth, he is going to ensure that you have everything that is necessary to achieve that situation. So even in the midst of this, we find that Hagar, <clears throat> Hagar was, thought she was all alone. She thought she was set aside. She thought that she was abandoned. However, God saw her. And everybody else can overlook you, but if God sees you, it is greater than everybody, all 8 billion people on the earth, knowing who you are. Because God sees you, and when God sees you, he maneuvers you and assists you to go to where he has already planned for you to be. We watch as Hagar goes through this journey, and we watch as she goes through the highs, the lows, the ebbs and the flows, and as she goes through all this, we see that Hagar finally understands that no matter what her or her son goes through, God is with them. God is with her. And so this 
the whole scope of this story brings out the fact that God is all seeing. Nothing that we face or nothing that we deal with is removed from God's vision. God sees it, he, and he cares about our situation. He is concerned about our situation, and he is willing to act within the situation that you find yourself. But now this is where the complication comes. You got to do what God says. That's why God told Hagar to return to Sarah and to return to Sarah so that God could continue to be a blessing in Hagar's life. Some, but now, that doesn't mean for every situation you have to listen what God is saying. If you are in a physically abusive relationship, I don't believe God wants you to return back to a physically abusive relationship in order for him to get the glory. I believe he will tell you to go in a different direction instead of what he told Hagar. But the problem, the, the, not the problem, but the situation belies that we have to listen to what God is saying because God will not put you in a situation where you can be destroyed because he loves us that much. He loves us so much that he does not wish ill upon us, but he wishes blessings. He loves us so much that his desire is for us to have what he desires for us to have. I don't know if you have any children or any brothers or sisters or if you have any young people that you know, but our goal is always to give them the benefit instead of the consequence. We always want to let them have better than what we had. Now, if we know how to do that for our children and for those that we love, how much more would God want for us who are his children to have that same thing? Because he loves us that much. So the bottom line in all of this, how do we get our wilderness miracle? How does this happen? Number one, we have to listen to the voice of God. Number two, we have to do what God says. And number three, we have to operate in a way that we know that God is on our side. I don't know how many of you are a younger sibling where you have a bigger brother or, or a bigger sister, but I have seen situations whereby the younger brother or the younger sister would go and cause a complication. And, and then when they get caught out on that complication they call, they say, well, I'm going to go get my brother or sister. And the brother or sister would come and help them and redeem them in that situation. Well, I want you to know that we have a situation whereby we have the biggest brother of all 
in Jesus Christ who is looking over us and watching over us and being there for us. So when situations come against us, he is there with us, watching over us, protecting us, advocating for us, putting us in a position whereby we can have victory. So my brothers, my sisters, my friends, and my family, I just want you to understand this. That if you feel abandoned, if you feel like no one's on your side, if you feel like you're in this all alone and isolated, this is what I want you to do. I want you to quiet your mind and listen for God's voice because in the middle of that wilderness, he has a miracle just for you. And now the, 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 the process of that miracle may be or may feel like it's a little different. It doesn't feel like it may be the right thing, but I'm telling you, if you follow his process, his principles, his procedures, that he will make it a benefit in your life. And you will be happy to have taken that time to listen to the voice of the Lord. Now, with that being said, I want to just bring up one final point. That in all this time, all this situation that Hagar has gone through, she maintained her connection. She heard the voice of God. She listened to the voice of God and she followed the voice of God. And it's the same for us today. We must hear, listen, and follow the voice of God. The key to us being able to do those three items is that we have to have a relationship with him. In order to have a relationship with God, what we have to do is we have to Accept the gift that he's already given us, which allows us to hear the voice of God. The gift that he's given us is his son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for us. He paid the price for our sin. The Bible says it like this. It says that the wages of sin is death. The result of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So in order for us to receive the gift, the Bible says that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believing in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we, you, me, shall be saved. Saved means to be delivered or rescued. What are we being delivered or rescued from? We're being delivered and rescued from the penalty of sin, which I've already said is death. Why? For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. And everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is not a situation that is, is, is for a limited time only, 
But it is a situation whereby God has set this up for you today in order to receive the benefit that he has for you. The benefit is for you to have a connection with him so that you can hear his voice and he can provide you the direction that you need. Now, we're not telling you to do this and to leave you out there all alone. What we say here at God's house is that this is not an individual event, but it's a team sport. And we want to come alongside you when you make that decision and assist you along that journey. And we have set up some, uh, some ways in order for us to do that for you. The first thing is that if you are anywhere in the world, you, I want you to email us at info at godshousecc.com. Let us know that you've made that decision today. And no matter where you are in the world, no matter where you're watching us from, let us know and we will come alongside you and assist you. If your email not working, you can text us and let us know at 864-920-0100. Let us know you made that decision. We will come alongside you and assist you along this journey. We want God's best for you and we can do better together than we can apart. Well, friends and family, that's episode number four, our final episode of our series on the run. If you missed any of them, you can go ahead and check us out on YouTube. Just go to God's House Christian Church and you can see the whole series together. You can what they call it. You can binge on the whole series at one sitting or just go and pick out anything else that may uh be of an interest to you in order to hear what God is saying. So that's it. We're going to go ahead and start a brand new series after we celebrate the fathers next week. We want you to come and be a part of that, whether it's via, uh, via uh, Facebook or here in the sanctuary at 642 Fairview Road in Simpsonville, South Carolina. We would just be loved. We would be delighted to have you come and spend time with us. Well, until next time, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name. Amen.